This week on Movie Time Machine, two dim-witted inseparable friends hit the road for their 10-year high school reunion and concoct an elaborate lie about their lives in order to impress their classmates. Welcome to Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Welcome to Movie Time Machine, your retro movie review podcast where we take movies from the past and relive them in the present. This week's movie, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, directed by David Merkin. Yeah, isn't a Merkin the thing they use in Game of Thrones a lot? The Merkin, isn't that like a fake, fake bush? <laughs> That's what I was in my under- right. Artificial my pubis. Art- yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, there you go. All right. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> I'm your Time Machine host, Chad, and I want to introduce you to my co-host first. As always, he's our living encyclopedia of movie knowledge and NES cart collector, James. This, in fact, is a movie I had never seen, so excited to review it. Go add it to your library. And next, he's our tech guru and groggily voice speaker, YouTube channel surfer, tech guru, it's Casey. Hello. Hello. You rang... And he's our sports reporter, Mr. Fish Rap Factory himself, host of the Midwest Mountain Sports Report podcast, and Mr. Scaredy Pants, it's Jamie. So I'm going to do my roomy voice, just like what Mira Sorvino sounds like when she speaks, in case I don't get the opportunity to do it later in the podcast. You just got to do the Californians, man. The Californians. But she's got a weird, almost Midwestern thing that she does with like her R's and O's. You it's, got that spot a, on. Yeah. That's like, I have goosebumps. <laughs> it's that Southern California, Los Angeles thing. But they're from Tucson. Celebrity. Yeah, special guest. Uh, here. Uh, Mira Sorvino. Mira Sorvino, uh, daughter of Paul Sorvino. M- Mira, are you sick a little bit? You sound a little bit deeper, but pretty dead on. <laughs> So there was a lot of punch at my reunion, and I think that maybe somebody had a cold. (laughs) Dude, this is too good, man. This is too good. All right, before we get into our movie of the week, sounds like we're going to have a lot of fun. Let's kick off with some casual conversation, some icebreakers. (laughs) What's everyone been up to since um, our last pod? How about James? You go first. Uh, So... I've been trying to watch like more in the Halloween fall spirit for movies uh, kind of to go to sleep to. So, yes, I started the Twilight series as one would in that situation of scary movies. Uh, so I finished all the Twilight movies on Netflix and I pretty much regretted it immediately. But I needed I got too far and I needed to finish them. Uh, and then I started that Fear Street series like Fear Street 1994, Fear Street. 1978 and then uh i'm now in the middle of fear street 1666 uh the fun not fun thing about these movies are remember like in the 90s when miramax movies came out and every character like every actor that was in like one of the movies was in the next movie if that makes sense like all of a sudden you saw i don't know Sarah Michelle Geller in like seven movies that were in Miramax. And then all of a sudden Freddie Prince Jr. was in everything. And then like yeah. the even like the side characters and she's all that were in six different movies. That's what's going on with Netflix right now. The whole cast of this series is like an array of people from like Stranger Things and uh, Rim of the World and just other Netflix productions, which don't get me wrong. They're all great actors. It's just when you when you spot them, it's like, oh, that dude. Wait, what? And so I don't know. It's kind of strange in that way when I see uh, the different characters like all line up from other Netflix series. But that's what I've been watching. Cool. Casey, what have you been up to besides uh, catching another form of the plague? Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you it's not COVID. We've been tested plenty of times. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I haven't I haven't done a lot of uh, entertainment things in the last few weeks i've actually been out in the great outdoors uh i spent uh two weekends ago i spent the whole weekend um backpacking up in superior hiking trails and camping with my brother-in-laws and uh, another friend of mine and then this last weekend uh, my family and i took our little pop-up camper to a uh, little outdoor campsite resort place up uh in crosby where uh you know all the bike 
trails and all that stuff is, but there's a, a nice little resort on a lake that, you know, we can go camp at and go walk down by the lake and, and kind of hang out and be outside. So I've been uh, taking advantage of the nice, cool fall before the snow comes and destroys us all. Cool. Yeah, some of those pictures you sent looked awesome. Them. Yeah, there's something to be said about uh, a place. I mean, I I love going up the North Shore and going to like Gooseberry Falls or Tedagooch and like, you know, park the car, go look at some beautiful things. But there's something to be said about, you know, seeing these places that you have to hike like five miles. You know, you can't just drop in and get there. You actually you have to put the work in to get mm-hmm. to those views. Um, but they definitely pay off. It was really cool up there. All right, right on. Jamie, what have you been up to? Casey, your pictures have been awesome. The ones you've been sending about your hikes. And we'll we'll chat after this about Crosby because I've had that circled on my vacation to-do list, just the biking and there's a little um uh there's a place with tiny cabins. We'll we'll talk. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice, it's a cute little place. Nice little town. Yes. Can't wait. Um as for me, James, I also have been watching Fear Street. I've just started though. I um I got like 30 minutes left in 1984. And I think what you're referring to, all the actors, they filmed all three of these movies back to back to back. So that might be why um, everyone seems so familiar. No, and I get no, and I get that they're reusing the cast to play different characters like that part. I'm totally on board with. I'm just saying, like, uh, in the first Fear Street part one and the girl that gets killed off in the mall scream style, like she's from Stranger Things and uh there's like just a couple other players where you see them, they have bit parts and they're just from other mainstream Netflix shows like where, I don't know. They just all kind of like, they don't connect in a storyline per se. It's just a more or less, that's how I'm recognizing them. So it shouldn't bother me as much. Like I said, like when you take a company like Miramax, they, you know, had, you know, their th- pack of 30 actors that they just plugged into every Miramax movie that came out for five years. Um, and that's kind of what Netflix kind of feels like they're doing a little bit. Uh, with their new players that they brought up through uh, different Netflix shows. But yeah, no, I understand that part one, part two, and part three, they all have um, generally the same actors playing different parts. I feel that. Yeah, I, I recognize Robin right away, too, from Stranger Things. Yes, Robin. Yep, yeah, true. yeah. And lastly, I did get out and see the new Bond. It was the first movie I saw in theaters since 2019, I think. So that was a blast. I've seen every James Bond movie except for Spectre, and 15 minutes into the movie, I really wish I had seen Spectre before the movie. There's some uh, essential context there. But yeah, No Time to Die was great. I thought it was a great way to finish the Daniel Craig run of Bond, and very curious to see where Bond goes next. Chad, what have you been watching? What have I been watching? Well, I just wrapped up Squid Game, so that was really good. I definitely recommend that. Um, I have been playing some video games um hop back into uh, breath of the wild and so i kind of got my little like 30 minute game time in um nightly as part of like our bedtime routine with the kids and yeah i finally beat that um i have some other things to go through do some side quests but yeah the game is super fun and um yeah going to jump back in and try to get uh, all the collectibles and stuff. So great game. So that's what I've done now. Let's do <laughs> I should, I should never eat before doing these podcasts all the time. <clears throat> all right, let's dive into our po- uh, <laughs> pocket. Let's dive into our topic of the week. James's favorite film, Romeo and Michelle's high school reunion. So none of us have seen this movie before. I think correct. No, this is my first time. This is everyone's first time. So, all right, let's go through box office ratings for reviews and we'll go into our thoughts and reviews and chit chat. So box office, it was released on March 14th, 2007. It had a budget of that's not right. It's (laughs) by that much, by that much, by 10 (laughs) years, Uh, it was released in 1997. Yep, had a budget of twenty million and box office of twenty nine point two million. So, not a money maker, but uh, it was a comedy. Ratings, reviews, IMDb as average of six point two out of ten. Metacritic is a fifty nine percent score. Rotten Tomatoes seventy three percent critic and sixty five percent 
audience score. So now I'm kind of judging by some people's reactions, and I already saw Jamie's letterbox review. So um, yeah, let's hop right in. Who wants to go spoilers. first? Who wants to uh, spoilers? Who wants to uh, who wants to dive right in? So let me set this up. I, yeah. As we said, no one has seen this before. I just want to let everyone know what this movie was for me, and just curious if anyone has seen this. So we're all child, ch- childs. We're <laughs> children of the '90s and '80s. And for me, this movie um, came out '97, so I would have been like eight or nine, nine, ten when it came to blockbuster. And I remember always seeing the front of that that iconic cover with just them in the pink and the red dress and their red dresses and just one like what is that those are two you know and i'm not quite prepubescent but i'm like huh those are those are pretty girls right yeah those are pretty girls and they're in hot outfits yeah okay yeah i think i'm yeah i'm gonna look at the back of this box and see what's going on but i I was also aware that it was like they're being goofy and i just you know never got the gumption to say i'm gonna rent that but it was always this movie at blockbuster that i you know never saw i was like that's probably a comedy it's probably for chicks but man they're really pretty i wonder what that movie's all about (laughs) does anybody know what i'm talking about (laughs) jamie i have the same exact feeling like i had never i was trying to think i'm like how would i never seen this movie before and just like you i'm like i can imagine the poster at at Hollywood video and just like I can imagine I can know exactly what the cover looks like and I know I grabbed it once or twice but definitely it was like no nah, I'm just gonna watch Drop Dead Fred one more time or I'm gonna rent Twins again like and I just never go to it um as far as fully renting it and maybe I don't know I can't remember that far back if I had a like like you thinking mm, two pretty girls in the cover in short skirts my mom will never let me rent this I better find the one that has <laughs> Freddy Krueger on the cover and then I know at least there's a little nudity <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because what was this rated? Oh, I think rated any movie. R, rated R. I was gonna say any movie that references hand jobs is probably rated. Yeah. R. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not PG. PG well, actually, I don't know. Wayne's World has a lot of dirty references, but I guess that you know they were five years too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey Casey, what'd you think? Actually, should I preface like why we picked this, or I'll start off yeah. with that? Yeah, like, I, that's a really good question. Because when I told my wife that this is the movie we're reviewing. That was her first question was, well, why, why that movie? And yeah. I didn't have an answer. I didn't have an answer. I said, I don't know. I hadn't seen it. We hadn't seen it. Same. <laughs> I think the idea was, wasn't it just we all hadn't seen it? So we just went with it. Like, otherwise, yet you're not wrong. Any time I was like, this is what we're reviewing. Why? Why are we reviewing this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just on that list that I put out there. And I think that. I had saw it on like Hulu and I was just like, okay, like I watched like a couple of minutes of it. I was like, okay, I'm just curious. I've always kind of wanted to see it. Um, I've heard, you know, about it through like random, like, you know, circles of friends kind of talking about it and just, I don't know. I think the premise, like the premise of a high school <laughs> reunion, I think it's always, you know, even though it may seem like old and overdone as always, a great setting for a good comedy. I think um, anything that's like a flashback, the high school, especially coming from. So it's like a nineties movies flashing back to like an eighties high school reunion. So yeah, that's, that's kind of where we started. Um, so I pulled you, I pulled you down this road <laughs> to, to, to watch this, but I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it's not a great movie, but I enjoyed it. I mean, it had me laughing out loud. See, you know, I was convinced times, like I was convinced that it was like a cult classic or it showed up on like top 25 comedies or something like that's where you picked it from. Not, oh, I saw it on Hulu and it was free. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you got me good, Chad. You, you got, got me so good. <laughs> Did I you know that can, that? Go ahead, Jamie. Can, no, I was just saying, I think we can add it, though, to like iconic movie posters, like you said, James, because I mean, this one is. Right. Like you, you see it, you know what movie it is. Oh, 100 percent. So and also like Chad, now that you mention it, like a movie taking place in the late 90s of a reunion that took place in the or a reunion from a high school class of the 80s. That's the second movie uh, comedy of that year. Gross Point Blank also came out that year in 97. Yeah, which 
if you never watched Girls Point Blank, I will gladly watch that again for sure over this. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I haven't seen that in a very long time, though. But yeah, premise is yeah. uh, Hitman goes back to his high school reunion uh, and uh, like, I don't know, hilarity ensues because Dan Aykroyd is also Hitman and he's after him or oh. his mark. <laughs> so already, you know, it's going to be a knee slapper. Right. Spoilers. Oh, sorry. Spoilers. Sorry, sorry. I've no, never no seen it. slapping. Yeah, he actually yeah, but... reprises his role from Tommy Boy. Oh, great. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so overall, I mean, yeah, I thought it was quite entertaining. It has lots of, like, quotable lines, I think, for a movie that I don't think is, like, you know, it's not, like, a rewatchable comedy, I think. But, yeah, I don't I, I had a lot of fun actually yeah. watching it. It just kind of... I think there might be more fun and just kind of talking about the the scene and the situations and like kind of maybe more like personal experiences or like what would you do or which group would you be part of? But yeah, I thought there's lots of uh, great like one liners and quotes in this movie. That's the thing is the one liners like I'd agree. Like when I go back and I look over the quotes, um, you know, to chat about it during the cast, I was thinking of. Or even the ones you were sending earlier. I'm like, no, there was definitely funny lines in this movie. And I don't know what it was if it was just um, that they didn't land uh, like correctly or what like in the scene, because there's definitely funny one liners all over the place that are it should be quotable. But then if we compare it or think of it as like the female Dumb and Dumber, like those two characters, like we kind of were talking about before, uh, like Dumb and Dumber, I feel like I can quote any which way uh, I want all the time. And this one, I don't know if I'll necessarily be quoting or going out of my way to do so. Yeah, there was some stuff like I had it kind of honest in the background today just to kind of refresh my mind because I watched it right, pretty much right after our last podcast was done. And um, yeah, there's some stuff I didn't catch that was like, oh, that could be really funny. But kind of like what you said too, James, like it didn't land like correctly or it just wasn't like I don't know if it's just the way it cut. It was like with the one scene where they're like working out in the gym and she's talking about how uh, like somebody she knew met somebody that worked for like Philip Morris or some shit like that. And she's like, oh, yeah, where? And it cuts to like the AA meeting. Yeah, that <laughs> she's is... like, hi, my name is Romy and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that was pretty funny. I the one that got me the most was after the flashback where there uh, she sticks magnets onto um, what's her name? Lisa Kudrow's back. Yeah. And she just says, and what a bitch taking your hamburger. What was yeah. that? <laughs> I've, I've never been a big friends guy, but I like right in that moment. I was like, Oh my God, that's why everyone loves friends. Cause Lisa Kudrow can just like throw in something like that. And like, like she was Phoebe in that moment. You know what I mean? Like she, she was kind of Michelle? Phoebe, like in the entire movie. Yeah, that's that's exactly how I felt the whole time. Is I was like, man, and well, and then it made me look it up. And yeah, Friends came before Phoebe, but then again, Ursula came and Mad About You came before Phoebe. So then I don't know. I like Lisa Kudrow now. She's definitely grown on me as an actress, like in different things she's in. But if that was like my first experience with her, like uh, right in a row, I'd be like, and sh- this is all she can do. But she's yeah. nailing it. Yeah. <laughs> about you casey yeah i think uh i mean obviously i think they were trying to capitalize on that same character that lisa kudrow plays but to me this movie felt a lot like uh like an snl character movie like a spin-off movie of mm-hmm. characters that i was already supposed to have known and at times it felt kind of weird i was like am i supposed to know who these girls are and am i supposed to already think they're funny because some of the like just the quirks of their characters, their their weirdness, their oddities, you know, they would they would hold them a bit for the you know for the camera, almost like letting you laugh for a minute. It's like I I don't remember, you know, thinking these girls were funny or like knowing them from something else. Because well, it, it felt <laughs> what did I miss something? <laughs> no, but I was reading something earlier before the pod and. Part of the trivia is both Romy and Michelle characters were originated in a stage play called Ladies Room. Lisa Kudrow reprises the role she played in it. Oh, you're right. I totally saw that stage play and that that's what I'm missing. I knew I, I figured you <laughs> I would forgot that I saw that. I, forget, play. I figured you're you right. forgot when we saw that in that small town near Oklahoma. Yeah, shoot. I forgot I was even there. What a what a crazy weekend. So anyways, I 
I retract everything I said. I'm out. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So yeah, it felt, you know, kind of like the, and I think you, you maybe put it in your notes here too, James, but it was like the female dumb and dumber is kind of what I got out of it too. Um, or, uh, a night at the Roxbury. It felt kind of like the female night at the Roxbury mixed with, you know, the road trip aspect of dumb and dumber. Overall, I thought the first, uh, I don't know, the first third felt kind of slow ish and like didn't land super great with me. And there were bits that would make me chuckle and different one-liners that were good, but really I, I wasn't like super into it yet. Um, but I thought it really picked up in the, the, the second half. I thought the second half was fantastic. Um, I think it got it got really weird, and I like when things get weird. That whole like uh, dream scene that you kind it had me hook, line, and sinker thinking it was like a, a brain damage scene because she got hit by the the limo. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she actually got hit, but the dream started before that. So here I am thinking she's like because when he like floats out of the top of the sunroof, that's when it first gets real weird, and it's like oh he just exited through the roof and he floated away. Um, and then just the fact that the cars were inside the school, like it just got super goofy. And then it was even funnier then that it was just a dream and they're like, psych, let's redo that entire thing again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I was, I thought the ending, it all worked out. And I thought, I thought the, like how it kept getting like bigger and bigger, like, Oh, homie shows up in a helicopter and yep, he is super rich and just going to like take you guys away and like you are going to have the picture perfect ending where, you know, people, they come out and watch you fly away. Like how dumb was that? It was just so like silly and goofy and just like a happy ending. So I think, uh, you know, all the reviews and what Metacritic scores and all that had this like at a 60%, you know, 75, maybe max, you know, it's an above average comedy. And I think I agree. It's uh, it's not the best thing I've ever seen. It's certainly not the worst. I don't know that I'd watch it again anytime soon, but I think slightly above 50%, uh, you know, maybe a three in letterbox um, would probably be where I'd put this. I enjoyed watching it. I'm glad that I've seen it now though. It was funny. <laughs> Casey, like, I think you nailed it with the two sequences at the end. Cause I agree. That's when I like, like I kept on wanting it to end until like the last 45 minutes, half hour where I was like, okay, now I'm actually interested in what's going to happen. Uh, but two things happened for me. One is like, I'm like, when I saw the cars, especially driving away, I'm like, okay, this has got to be a dream sequence. And it, I should have figured it out way sooner. Like when Lisa Kudrow could recite how to make glue. Yeah. Like, and, but like, I'm like, well, no, that's just a Phoebe thing. Like she would just know these things. Um, and so I, I feel like I should have figured it out. And then when I saw the cars, I'm like, this has to be a dream sequence. And then I even was skeptical thinking, well, but this is supposed to be kind of like an 80s throwback where this would happen in an 80s movie. This is like when in Rad, when the BMX bike went on the table at Homecoming or Prom or whatever. Like, this is exactly what they want from us. <laughs> um, and then it did do the dream sequence. So I was like, OK, cool. Um, and also, yes, I I was thinking it had to be when she got hit by the limo. But nope, it was before then. Um, but then the then the second sequence happens. And I keep thinking to myself, OK, where did uh, Mira Sorvino hit her head because i'm thinking this is her version now Great. of what happened and it wasn't that was like the real take and i was like I, I that's when i was kind of my mind was blown like oh they are gonna end it like this okay that's fine and fun fact night at the roxbury was actually 1998 so they probably said wow this made some cash i bet we could make some too let's do it again no but see night at the roxbury was an snl bit like it was a oh, I see on the show saying. first okay. gotcha yeah but was it a characters... stage play it, well, maybe. <laughs> Just kidding. SNL is on a stage, so I guess technically. Touche, salesman. Touche. Yeah, talking about the ending, though, how about that uh, dance routine at the end? To uh, time yeah, after that, time. Was that, that had awesome? me just giggling because it was like Again. well done, but silly. Dream but, sequence. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Well, and that like, was one, like who didn't call it though when they first danced to time after time like in the past and I was like oh that's going to be the end of the movie they're dancing together at the reunion what I did not expect was Sandy Frank to come in there and <laughs> make it a three way dance that was that was fantastic <laughs> for sure um, or uh, as you would know him Jamie from GoldenEye Boris Boris Grishenko <laughs> give me the password Natalia <laughs> Jamie, really quick while I'm thinking of it, um, on those uh, the movies we're watching, Fear, 
Fear Street. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing, by the way. Agreed. Yeah, it's for the, very good. For the 90s one and then the 80s one so far. Yeah, it was pretty good. Sorry, I had something I forgot to mention earlier. Okay, back well, to Romy Michelle. Well, and this one <laughs> opens with a sweet soundtrack, too. I mean, I, I'm a No Doubt fan. So, you know, we get just a girl right out of the gate oh, yeah. with the little opening credits. And I was like, all How right. How do they afford yeah. that apartment across from the beach? I know. I was like, Randall, that is not what Venice looks like now. <laughs> like, I'm a, I'm a cashier and you're unemployed. <laughs> like, I'm like, um, yes, please. <laughs> like, where can I find these sweet places? I mean, I guess if I made my own clothes, maybe I would save a little bit of money. But when I buy clothes, let's be honest, I buy one of the every color of the thing I like. And that's what I wear for 10 years. Right. <laughs> I always get made fun of for that, James. Also, <laughs> you're in good company. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so back to that dream sequence, though. I love like when uh, Sandy Franks sh- shows up and he's like, come with after he hits uh, Lisa Kudrow and he's like, come with me. Don't worry, I have boxes of Kleenex in my car. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> like, so it's like, OK, is that like saying that? Oh, yeah, he's left lots the Kleenex. I don't know. It's kind of weird. But towards the end, too, uh, when like not the dream sequence, but when they're getting they're about ready to get into the helicopter, I think. And Lisa Kudrow like goes up and hugs Sandy Frank. And she's like, oh, thank you for not ba- bringing your uh, big green notebook this time. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Again, that you're right. It is one big like SNL bit. Like if I think of it like that, uh, then it, it's honestly not as bad for me. Like I'm like, OK, I can get in that mindset like of like Night of the Roxbury. Will there be funny parts? Sure. Is it going to be the greatest movie of all time? No. I suppose I shouldn't have had that expectation walking into this. My bad. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Do you guys want to know how much thought, though, they actually put into the dream sequence? This was an incredible Easter egg. I couldn't even believe they snuck in there. Are you ready for this? So in the flashback, when um, Christy sticks the magnets on Michelle's back, it's a banana and a carrot. And if you look... At the at the fake prom, the dream prom, the balloons are carrots and bananas. Like I couldn't believe I noticed that. I was like, "Wait a second, no Wait, way!" What? What? Yeah, watch it back. The, there's balloons. There's like big orange balloons and big yellow balloons. It's a banana and a carrot. And I was like, "That? Why would you put so much thought into that? That's like oh, that's such awesome. an unnecessary <laughs> callback." But I appreciate that's it. Awesome. I would just like to the behind the scenes or the director's commentary of this, like where he he's the one who's adamant. He's like, it's hilarious. He's like, but yeah, that, that took like four days of shooting, like or for us to set up. And he's like the only one that noticed and until you, Jamie, of course. Hey, just really quick too on like reasons for picking this. It wasn't just because it was free on Hulu, but I was looking at the director's credit. And one thing that stuck out to me, he was, uh, Merkin was creator, executive producer, writer, director, and actor in Get a Life, the early 90s uh, comedy with, um, I think, Chris Elliott. You guys remember that at all? I think it was on Fox. I saw that the director did that. I didn't know yeah. what it was. Yeah, and like he did some writing on Gary Shandling's show, Tracy Ullman's show. I saw like a producer on The Simpsons or something. Yeah, did The Simpsons movie, I think, too, as well. But yeah, so had a little bit of cred there like gary shandling's show and tracy ellman's show i mean it's really dating me but yeah even did some writing on new heart looks like so did you guys uh do you guys look at my notes on the doc uh and one of my questions was a why do i like janine garofalo so much she's the same in every movie and then is the character daria based on her her likeness thoughts i don't know i, I have the same thing feelings too about janine garofalo because i was like what do i like what do I remember her from? I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember like why I love her so much kind of thing. I kind of forgot about her, but yeah, she had like her stand up kind of comedy career. And then she had like a short run on SNL and, and she was in Went like a bunch American of movies summer. there. So yeah, she just plays bit, like, just kind of like the part she played as Heather. Like she just plays like little bit parts and just yeah. kind of is herself. And, but I don't know. I always find her very enjoyable to me. So also, yeah, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say like she was pretty active as an activist, too, I think. So like for sure, like late 90s, really odd. So. Um, well, and I was going to ask too. Chad, in one of your notes, you wanted to talk about high school stuff. Did your high school level have a smoking area? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got to tell you about the smoking area. <laughs> so we did have a smoking area. And at first it used to be 
kind of out in front of the school. So like you'd walk outside after lunch, then like where our, our pool was, you'd walk around the side of that building. We'd just stand there and smoke. But the weird thing was, is that that's where like all the teachers would drive by when they were leaving and coming back from lunch too. So, so the school didn't want anybody from the city or any of the other teachers to see us smoking out front. So we had these, these buildings in the back of the school that they shared with the technical college. So like, that's where a lot of our homerooms were at that time. Cause the school was like kind of in this midst of being remodeled and expanded at the time. So the, at the back of one of the buildings, they had like a white rectangle, <laughs> like chalked into the ground. And that was our smoking <laughs> box <laughs> where you have to stand. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's what I, that was. My next question was, okay. So you're talking like, at first I was thinking you were like, you and the other students had a designated smoking area that you like, you know, Oh, the cool kids went under the bleachers and smoked. And no, you're saying no, this, it was such a habit for everybody and the school wasn't going to stop anybody. So they told you guys, Hey, can you please do it over here and respect the city situation? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so we'd go back there during lunch and uh, play hack and uh, smoke cigarettes. Well, as a non-smoker for, <laughs> my life uh i don't think there was a smoking area at my high school but like now i want to phone a friend and ask if like there was a spot for the cool kids to go that i just was (laughs) ignorant to which is a very good possibility (laughs) so i don't know i got since we're talking about cool kids should we hop into just hop into some of these questions do you guys want to talk about any other parts or scenes in the movie um just as far as well one uh jamie if you noticed on the poster uh that the names like for Lisa Kudrow and Mira Sorvino actually line up with like underneath them. Yeah. That's a problem I have where on posters, like the title character's name is under a different person. Crazy. It's the, I'm like, (laughs) what year is this that we can't figure this out? And like, do you think Lisa Kudrow's like, Oh no, like my name needs to be first. Like, or that's fine. Then reverse the image. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) It's not that hard. Um, the next thing I had was also Mira Sorvino, uh, after watching this movie, would you guys have known that she is an Oscar winning actress for what? Uh, the mighty Aphrodite. Uh, it was a, uh, Woody Allen film. I never seen it. Oh yeah. I, I've heard. Okay. I've heard good things. That and she, it was, she's it, awesome was in that. it was actually, um, after you guys pointed out that, um, she's Paul Sorvino's daughter that I was like, what, how did I not know this? Um, I actually went on YouTube and I found like, it was a clip. And that's the only reason I know about the Oscar thing is because it had her Oscar win speech and they panned to her dad and her dad just loses it, like just starts bawling like because he's so happy. Um, so which I was like, that's a that's a precious moment right Aww. there. Um, but otherwise, uh, before we go into the norms, I just had also other comedies that came out that year that I'm thinking this is probably the reason why I didn't see this movie because there was other comedies. So like this is the time of Chris Farley boys. So like, this is like Beverly Hills Ninja. (laughs) So I, that one made the cut Austin powers, liar, liar, men in black, Vegas vacation. Uh, as good as it gets the full Monty, nothing to lose. So yeah. So those are just a few of the comedies, um, that came out, uh, at the same time. Um, but otherwise, yeah, let's go into high school norms, high school norms. So first, uh, if you were, to be in any of the groups. So in the film, they talk about there's group A, which is the cheerleaders and jocks, essentially. Then you have B listed as the drama crowd. And C, we had the honor students and rejects. And then rounded out with uh, the loner group. So let's just go around. I I can start this one off or Casey, I see you're typing. Do you want to do you want to go first? I'm not typing, but I'll I'll, okay. You just moved your cursor. I'll spit it straight up. Spit. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was a little bit of B and a little bit of C. Uh, I was in, you know, some theater things. I was in band and choir. So I, you know, friends, a lot of those people, we didn't really have cheerleaders in our school, but like, if you want to like classify those as, you know, the, you know, hot popular girls or whatever, um, there were, you know, certain crews similar to, to a, I suppose in our high school. So more of like the plastics. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. I always thought our, my, my graduating class, I and maybe it's because I was in it, but I thought we were all like pretty, you know, A, B, and C blended a lot. There was a lot of overlap. So like, 
I, I, I don't know. I always thought that my graduating class was pretty uh, meshed. And, uh, and sure, these those those little groups did exist, but um, I don't know. There was nothing like there was no groups fighting or looking down upon other groups, really. It was, it was mostly separated by people's interests, I guess. So it was less about cheerleaders, jocks, but it was like those types of athletes in those sports would hang out. You know, the theater kids would hang out. And obviously there'd be some overlap, you know, because there'd be theater kids in certain athletics as well. So, you know, there was just kind of a natural groups of, of groups you know smaller pods of people would you know group together with bigger ones and yada yada yeah Enough about my high school i'd say casey mine uh was very similar i would say i was more b drama and maybe the loner but i think all the groups kind of meshed together as well um were there douchebags in school sure absolutely there were but uh but in that smaller group of like I don't know, let's say it was a football player. Like then there was like his friends, like or three of the other guys in that group before were like kick ass. You know what I mean? So it just was always hit or miss, I guess. But generally, I don't feel like there was any real clicks that like a lot of people couldn't like go from one to the other and it wouldn't work or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, that was my experience, I guess. Did you guys go to like rural or like more kind of like metro rural suburb uh, like, suburb oh, hmm. well, i don't know yeah, yeah it was like yeah, uh, yeah more suburb um like south of minneapolis but yeah what about you jamie so i the thing you have to understand first of all um so i i went to high school in colorado and i went to an all boys catholic high school in the suburbs so it was a little bit different but i i would say kind of like james and casey we it was pretty, you know, mixed as far as the groups. Um, like I, I played rugby my junior and senior year, but I wouldn't say that I was a jock. You know, I was, I was JV. You know, I wasn't a starter, but it was, you know, something to do get, get some fitness. But I, I would say if I had to pick, I would uh, probably be in the loner group. Like I had my core friends, but we, um, you know, yeah, loner. If I had to say it, we kind of hung out with each other, played a lot of Halo, smoked some weed. You know, our prom experiences were mixed and fraught as well <laughs> but um oh there was something i was gonna say yeah i couldn't help but think of um there's this really great episode of 30 rock where uh tina fey who's liz lemon she she go, goes back to her high school reunion and she's like oh i hate high school everyone was such a jerk and they were so mean and but you know i was the cool funny person and then she goes back and nobody talks to her and she realizes has anyone seen this episode where she no, realizes that she was the total asshole yeah i've seen oh, that yeah, episode. I saw it. it was brilliant oh it's so funny and i had a couple moments of that too where like oh man i was kind of a dick to a couple kids and there's some things i would take i wasn't a bully but it's like janine garofalo says in the movie like someone was brutal to somebody else in high school and there were a couple of moments where i was like ah shit I, that was not cool i wish i would have done things differently there uh, did, has anybody actually gone to their high school reunions? Like I have, I personally have not. That um, was my next question for you guys. I was gonna say a couple of my, a uh, couple friends did go to like the 10 year. And uh, when asking like, Hey, how was it? Uh, they said generally it was okay, but there were a couple like classic movie stereotypes that happened. Like where uh, in my, like just the way I heard it. And I remember the person, like one of the girls who I would consider one of the, like a smarter, quieter girl came up to a, uh, one of my buddies and was just kind of a little bit more drunk and was like, you probably don't even remember my name. <laughs> and, like, and like, it was just kind of like little back and forth stuff like that, where I was just like, I'm that's why I didn't want to go. I, like, yeah, I'm good. And also like, I completely forgot all about it until they were like, Hey, are you coming with her? And I'm like, I can't. <laughs> and I totally spaced it, but yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it just sounded like these stereotypes that I'm like, God, it's, I would love to observe from a distance, but I definitely don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> Just go in and just make up a, a fake name. Like, no, I always got mistaken for Chad. Yeah, no, I'm uh, Jack. <laughs> I'm Buck Melanoma, Buck- <laughs> Molly Russell's wart. <laughs> so, Chad, have you not gone to your high school reunion either? No, I think 
last year, what would have been 25 last year? Yeah, I haven't I haven't gone. I mean, I can hardly remember anyone I went to high school with, but they would. I know like I remember like the it was like a, the five, the 10 and like the 15. They're all at one of the f- 500 bars that are in Faribault. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed like pretty lame. That's the last place I want to go if I want to go to a high school reunion. But I, I, I haven't had any like. <laughs> Chad, hold on. So do you actually know? Are you just guessing or do you know that your high school did a 5, 10, 15, 20 and 25 year? Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. OK. I would just because I would see stuff like on when I still had Facebook, I would I would see stuff on like somebody I went to high school with. I'd be friends with and they'd be sharing stuff. But. What's the point of a five year? Woo! We all got right. done with college, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, did you go to yours? No, I haven't been to any of mine. I would consider it, but I'm kind of. I just have a really bad memory, so it's like I'd go there and just feel so bad because people would maybe have memories with me and I would just totally not remember half the crap they'd be saying and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, totally cool. I think part of me has that. I'm still friends with some of my high school friends. Like, I have a few of them still as friends. So, if we all went together, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. Part of me has that fear that, like, I think if I would go to something like that, like, and then, like, you, Casey, like, I would just have a bad memory of, like, I'd remember the face, can't figure the name, and then followed by them being like, hey, what's your number? We should hang sometime. And I'm like, oh. If I wanted to do that, I probably would have connected before this 25 year reunion. Right. <laughs> like, I'm I'm good, man. Right. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. If we made it this long, I think uh, I think the writing's on the wall. <laughs> like, like, because like, I don't even like, well, we don't call it Facebook anymore, right? It's meta. Oh, God. But like, I'm just thinking like somebody's gonna be like, hey, you never accepted my friend request. And I'm like. I don't have Facebook. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so, I don't know. It's just like little things like that where I'm like, this is awkward. So, I don't know. If, if you want to go, I don't know. If you want to go, go. Like, I just wouldn't take it too seriously. I think I'm worried about the people that do take it seriously, I guess. Here's an important question, though, because I do not have this problem. Like, I'm a Minnesota transplant, and I know one person from high school who went to the same college as me. So he's he's the only guy that I saw other than my like core group of friends who I would see occasionally when I would go home to Denver um, or visit them in college. But I, I never run into anybody in the real world that I went to high school with. Do, do you guys like, you know, bump into people and you're like, oh, that's you. And, you know, say, hey, or quickly turn the other way. I had this that does actually happen once. Um, I went to high school two hours out of the cities here, but I went to Bauhaus and ran into a dude i graduated with and we actually you know chatted for a bit it was actually cool to reconnect and say what up so i've had it's happened once and it was a positive experience yeah i've uh i have the fortunate situation where i work in the same city i went to high school in currently (laughs) (laughs) so yes i i see it quite often um i'd see at least once every three months i run into one or two people um from high school and typically i it hasn't been a conversation either like we both make eyes we recognize that hey we had the same fourth grade teacher and then we move on Uh, so it hasn't been super (laughs) awkward um i feel like it it, maybe it's happened once in the last like five years that i've seen that happen but uh i do recognize people um like i said a few times every couple months that's awesome i remember there was like a short stint in time where I, I moved back to Faribault for like a couple of years and I was driving cab down there to make some extra cash. So which meant like working Friday and Saturday nights kind of. And so I would randomly like pick up people from the bars and that I went to high school with and like they had absolutely no fucking clue <laughs> who I was. So I'm just like, uh, I'm just going to pretend like I don't know them either. It was it's better that way. Chad, I feel like that's when you like make up your own persona. Like you're wearing like a bowler hat and you're like, hey, uh, where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> like, just like, and they're like, uh, do you know where 17th and 4th are? Yeah, 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 we're on the way. And just like making up garbage. God, that'd be great. I totally want to play that game. It's like Cash Cab. Yeah. 
<laughs> we should uh we should go to each other's like high school reunion right so like like <laughs> oh now Jay- we're talking <laughs> <laughs> it's me it's casey <laughs> this is what i look like when i'm shaved <laughs> i'm assuming you had a beard since middle school case always always did we beat this dead horse do we do we, does anybody want to pick out like a favorite quote or anything or anything else we want to talk about do you want to talk mm-hmm. about like shib or deutsch shib or deutsch <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you guys are texting did you, about. Did you did you uh go in on uh Shib Casey? Yeah, I uh, I've got a, a crap load. I mostly did it because I wanted to be a millionaire in something. And when I purchased <laughs> some, I think my initial purchase was uh twenty US dollars got me like two point five million Sheeb. Mm. So like that's all I originally bought in for, and I've attained more since then. Um but yeah, I'm all in. Let's go to the moon. <laughs> I like I it's it's not a serious thing. I don't like obviously invest serious money into these crappy dog based cryptocurrencies, but it's kind of like my gambling money. So there's some in there. It's fun. You know what I do? I just do like um, kind of like biweekly, like small amounts, you know, so it's like I don't really miss it. But, you know, like 10 dollars here maybe 15 dollars here and then that kind of really adds up over time so because it fluctuates so much i mean (laughs) uh last thing i wanted to maybe discuss like any uh particular fall or horror movies that anybody has watched i know i did kind of the recap that i'd watched fear street but has anybody else watched anything else uh this holiday season if you will no i haven't oh okay that was like I was like a dead silence. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll go again. All right, good night. <laughs> I figured just Jamie'd be on top of uh, his horror movie game this time of year. Jamie, um, how did your Halloween movie every day of October? How's that going? Oh, it's so you bad. Try to do that every day, every year. You try to do that. I do. I never get to thirty-one. I'm only at I think two this. Year. It'll be three after I finish Fear Street. But I watched. The original it, I watched the remake part one and I, I'm still gonna I'm gonna finish the remake part two. I've seen them before, but for some reason I was really in a Stephen King mood. Um but I I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Halloween. I really wanna watch that um this week, the original. And oh, there was one more. Oh, so I added Hulu, um, because this was on there and I didn't want to pay for the rental and I already had Disney Plus, so I was like, Oh, the bundle's like just a couple bucks more, I'll just do that. And they have the Twilight Zone. So that's where the Twilight Zone went. It went from Netflix to Hulu. Oh, so nice. I got that in my queue. I'm going to watch some nice. old uh, Rod Serling. Yeah. Dude, I love the Twilight Zone. So good. Jamie, what is your like favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary? It Or like scariest scary movie. Like for me, I like feel like Event Horizon or In the Mouth of Madness, something like that. Those are um, I still haven't seen in the mouth of madness. Event Horizon is great. That one's more fun to me. Um, the Exorcist always scares the shit out of me. That one's like I'm not excited to watch this, but if I really want to be scared, I'll watch The Exorcist. Um, my favorite is The Shining. Like we we've done that one on the show, and I'll probably mm-hmm. watch that again. That one's just like you know comfort food. I love The Shining. Yeah, that movie gets better each time I see it. Always. Did anybody watch Doctor Sleep? I haven't seen it yet. I really enjoyed Dr. Sleep and I, it was also, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't read the book, the shining, but it's all well known that the movie like Stephen King hates. Uh, and, uh, this movie, the director tried to do like a happy compromise, like to make everybody happy. So it's really cool how they incorporate the shining into this movie. Uh, but I guess like he tried to make it as fluid as he, as he could so that it made sense with the two books being, you know, Uh, one is a sequel of the other so i don't know it's i think it's definitely worth a watch and it definitely has this throwback feel of the shining um at it so it's pretty cool that's yeah that's been on my list for forever i read the book and the book weirdly when i read it 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 never felt like a sequel to the shining i mean the main character is daniel torrance but for me that that was like it i was like it it could be its own thing which i actually didn't mind I i thought it was pretty interesting and pretty fun the the group of vampires that travels the U.S. in their um, their motorhomes. He just got these cool concepts that he we weaves into these. But I don't know how he has this many ideas. It's like Stephen King is a national treasure. I love that guy. What's the story <laughs> about the vampires living in 
what's this travel con- across the country and yeah so it, it's like this group of um people who can shine and james correct me if i'm wrong here but they're they're not quite alive but they're not quite dead that's right right yeah that's accurate to the movie like again i i don't know anything about the book but in the movie yes that's how i would depict them yeah and that that's kind of how they move around undetected is they they just they all have mobile homes so they'll go to like mobile home parks and they'll um they'll feast on children because children shine the hardest or the fiercest so they'll like move they'll go to tempe grab a bunch of kids in tempe like get their their fuel for the month and then drive to sacramento or whatever and just kind of make their way across the nation like eating kids who shine right yeah like rebecca ferguson in the movie's character um she's uh also in dune currently um she plays a character called Rose the Hat and Rose has the ability to, yeah, seek out basically these people that can shine. Um, and uh, and so that's how they know where to go to um, take basically these kids energy or soul so they can live longer. Um, and yeah, it's like he described it. It's a motorhome <laughs> RV. Yeah, I, this has really piqued my interest now <laughs> more than ever. But um... yeah. Definitely give it a whirl. Like yeah. it's uh it is fun. And then uh Jamie, though, yeah, you're not wrong. In the movie, I I remember halfway getting through the movie and me thinking, man, the book or the movie for the shining must be so much different than the book if this is like the sequel. Because it, you're right, it didn't feel the same. Uh, it felt like its own thing and, until about halfway through the movie when you start seeing adopted traits or different sequences or scenes, and then it, it then it starts to get um really, really fun. Mm. yeah and my understanding of that is he stephen king i mean if you've read his book some of them there are a thousand pages he just he has a hard time putting his characters down so to speak so he really wanted to finish danny's story as he said it so that's kind of why it feels mm. a little different crazy got it i haven't watched this yet but i've been watching to or wanting to it's been on my queue my list is the conjuring the devil made me do it is back on hbo max and oh i noticed that uh yeah jamie and i we've we've gone through we've done conjuring one and two as a uh monster closet pod so i want to actually watch this one i'm i'm really kind of into this lore a little bit now so yeah that one's on my list hopefully i can get that yeah. on my belt here soon a little bit more silly, I guess. Uh, when I, I the only reason I added fall movies opposed to horror movies because whenever I, whenever it's like this weather outside, I always think of M Night Shyamalan movies, like because he always takes like it seems like they take place in the fall all the time, like Signs and The Sixth Sense and The Village and like just the uh, like just the leaves, the ambience and the feel of like how they're shot, like make me think of fall. Um, plus, the music is really it's really beautiful. <laughs> so I always have to watch those movies. Quick question on M Night. Like, what are your feelings on him? I feel like M Night gets like trashed, maybe like I feel like beyond... the guy gets no play anymore, which is sad to me. Um yeah. and I feel like maybe he's maybe he's building up his bankroll again through I haven't watched his new movie like old. I didn't watch his uh that other thing on Apple TV that he came out with. Um, but I feel like uh late nineties or early aughts, like uh, did I say that right, Chad? You say it all the time, and I feel like I don't know how to say odds. Yeah. Cool. Um, like everybody's like, oh, like he has this happen, and then he has a twist. Ma, that's his thing. And I'm like, okay, fine, he has twists, but can we get on board that like he's a good writer and develops really great characters? And I think like his movies are, I think they're well done. They can almost be made as stage plays sometimes. Um, so I don't know when I like the ones I just said, like signs. Uh, Sixth Sense, The Village. Um, it's been a while since I've seen Unbreakable, but I remember enjoying that when it was in theaters. Um, I like all those movies for him, so I think he's great. I just think everybody else kind of um, just poos on him for whatever reason, and I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either, because I've liked, I think I've liked everything I've seen of his. So, Especially, like, the... I just remember The Village the most. <laughs> like, because I remember going to that, like, on opening night and, like, I really enjoyed that movie and then like leaving and like just hearing everyone like shit on it. Like afterwards, I'm just like, did we go to the same movie? Like, I don't know. Well, and I feel like it's like that part of, I don't know. 
like everybody now, like they know, oh, like the sixth sense blew their mind because this happened and we weren't expecting it. And then now when the twists are happening, like it's not as mind blowing. So it's just it's just like our movies when we say like they get too built up. Like, I feel like that's his thing is his reputation is too built up. And yeah. now it's now it's almost to the point where like it's so low that maybe that's why he's coming back. Like, I hate to say it like that because um, I've always enjoyed his movies yeah. and. Uh, James Newton Howard scoring all of his movies is really beautiful and, and I love it. Um, even the movie like Lady in the Water, uh, not my favorite, but if I take it like it's a children's book, then I'm behind it. Mm. Did I think it was extremely scary or a crazy twist or blah, blah, blah? Yeah. No, it's just it's just an enjoyable story. He's a good storyteller. Yeah. True dad. But I think the, the reason people didn't like the twist in the village was because it wasn't super believable. Like, oh, you're this isolated village in the middle of the country that no one has found yet. But when mm. you run a little bit away from the property, there's a road. Mm. I mean, you just had to hike five miles somewhere to see somewhere beautiful. What if that was all covered and said yeah, that was you private know how many property? Yeah, people and... I saw. So plenty yeah. of people. <laughs> plenty yeah, of because people. it wasn't private property. I don't know. <laughs> The only thing I don't get behind with the village is I'm like, wait, so did all of y'all sleep with each other to make this village of people? Like, is everybody incestually related? I don't know. It just makes me think of, um, it just made me think of like, uh, Jim Jones, you know, um, and his little cult thing. I mean, yeah, but that was like on an island. They had to like leave the country for that to work. Well, no, but I mean, that's what I'm if saying. You, you can go to like a rural part of the country and you could do that. I mean, look at all these fucking weird, yeah, like, uh, but like the like, authorities uh, check in, man, like people, you're not going to be isolated completely. Like you're not going to have complete isolation. I don't think in my, yeah, opinion. if you, let's say if you're like weird, rich people that have too much money and you want to start some like weird kind of like secret society, you just have a bunch of private property, right? I mean, I don't know. Sure, but then it would be on record that you were a rich person with that much property. And, you know, people would be seeing uh, planes fly overhead. They would see buildings. Yeah, like, but people like would rich people too, like sex traffic people. And I mean, there's so yeah, many people sure, that are like, sure. are, you know, that disappear. And I, I don't. Yeah, but you were, that's like, <clears throat> you know, one McMansion. I don't know. Yeah. Like, what about those Maybe three kids right. from the Blair Witch? Did we ever find them? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's not as unbelievable as I think you think it would be. So, oh, mass murder, cult leader, political activist, Christian Marxist. Is this the Kool Aid guy? And yeah, the Adidas. Jim Jim, or... Jim Jones party mix. Copy that. All right, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a bunch of like it was like representatives or something went down to try to like negotiate and I think to get people out of there. Then as they were leaving, like. They started shooting and a bunch of people were shot as they're leaving. And then he had them all drink, drink the cyanide lace Kool-Aid. Because they said that they're all coming for them. So oh, there's plenty of good documentaries out there on it. But yeah, it's kind of some crazy shit. It's creepy. It's yeah. awful. It's creepy. On that happy note. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, did you see what I wrote in the doc? <clears throat> oh, no. Hold on. It's under. It's right next to your name. Oh, yeah. So we don't have Jim Jones punch, but we have some nice punch that Sandy Frink ordered from the south of France. So do you guys want to go mix a drink? Maybe hang out for a little bit? <laughs> Dude, it's too good. <laughs> too good. That's a that's a way happier way to end this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we we're uh, covering Sorry. reviewing a movie called Romeo and Michelle's High School. Reunion. But this was the spooky, the spooky edition. edition. Yes. Happy Halloween. <laughs> oh, Treehouse of Horror. God. Downers, down, downers. Okay, should we just wrap it up? Yeah. Cool. Like a mummy. Yeah, like a mummy. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening to this episode of Movie Time Machine. Just to let you know, new episodes of Movie Time Machine drop on Fridays. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback you want to add to the pod, send them to movietimemachinepod at gmail.com, or you can also DM us on... Send your, us your DMs on Twitter. 
at Move the Machine Pod. Uh, thank you for listening, and catch you next time. Bye. The cowboy Bye. was Justin Thoreau. <laughs> That's hilarious. See ya. Ha <laughs> ha.